Danny. Danny, thank you so much for having me back. And it's a joy to be back. And I believe you put a spell, a good spell, uh, on the journey of Boy Swallows Universe about two years ago. And um, I've never, ever forgotten uh, how kind and generous you were to have me on early on um, when Trent Dalton and the world of uh, literary fiction were, were pretty strange to each other. And uh, I was very touched that you took the time of day and I'm, and it's so cool that you took the time of day again. I feel like I'm part of the Words and Nerds family. You guys are so amazing and lovely and such a family of amazing literary lovers and creators and people who advocate. Oh, thanks so much for your questions engaging with the novel and for everything you're doing. I know the podcast is hugely, hugely loved, so um, you're a gem. I think it's awesome the work that you do you know, we're out there in this pool of, of like how many writers there are in this country and we're all trying to get our book to the surface. Podcasts like this enable us to do that and also to talk about our craft. Danny, you're a gift from heaven. I love that you're such a great supporter and advocate for not only kids' books but adult novels too. I love your interviews across the board. Kudos to you, Danny, for, uh, for getting everyone to relax so much that they open up and tell you such interesting things for the benefit of your listeners. So, well <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Yeah, well done. That's so true. Oh my gosh, I just told you all these things that I've never talked about before. I could never edit that bit out. I could do this. And I was just so comfortable that I was like, I'm all this stuff. It's a special knack. Who wouldn't want to celebrate this fabulous podcast? listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. On this podcast, we chat about books, the writing process, and how literature has the power to change the world. I'm your host, Danny V, and joining me tonight in the co-host chair, the Bert to my Ernie, children's author, Adrian Beck. How's it going? I'm not Bert, I'm Ernie. Anyway, whatever. We've We've seen the comparison. I've done the side-by-side. You were definitely, it's the shape of your head. Yeah, I've got a longish, I've got a longish head. How can you not be Bert? (laughs) <laughs> now, before we introduce our very special guests, and there's two, and I'm very excited. A fun Normal fact, shaped heads, too. Normal shaped heads, <laughs> yeah, which unlike, is nice. Unlike yours. Yes. Fun fact for listeners, Adrian, how many episodes have you co-hosted of Words and Nerds, not including the birthday party or when you're an actual guest? guest. Can you guess how many episodes you've co-hosted? I would say six and um, six and out. Maybe tonight I'm out. Six? No. You're bad at maths. That's true. <laughs> 19, Adrian. This is our mm. 19th episode together in about 12 months. How cool is that? You think we'd be better by now. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> anyway, who do we welcome today, Adrian? Well, we're welcoming two of my absolute favourites from the kid-lit scene in Australia, in the world, in the universe, in <laughs> fact. They are... I was going to swear, Danny, but I know that you don't like that. I'm just going to say freaking legends, Okay. <laughs> They are freaking legends, these two. Emily Gale and Nova Wheatman, they're friends and they're writers. Emily's been involved in the children's book industry for 20 years. Her books include Eliza Boone's Diary, Girl Aloud, Steal My Sunshine, Steal My Sunshine, and The Other Side of Summer, and its companion novel. It never goes anywhere without it. I'm out with lanterns. (laughs) Then we turn our attention to the magnificent Supernova, and Nova has written 13 books for young adults and children and counting. I reckon there's way more than 13 if I was really put down, if I really had to put a number on it, I'd say more than that. And her middle grade books include the much loved novels, The Secrets We Keep, The Secrets We Share, and Sick Bay. Welcome to these freaking legends, Emily Gale and Supernova Wheatman. Thank you so much. What an intro, Adrian. Thank you. I've been working on that all afternoon. It was very polished. <laughs> I appreciate you saying so. So, um, of course, for those that are playing along at home, uh, Emily is the one that was just talking there. And you can tell Emily because she has that. What, what, how would you explain Emily's accent, Danny? <laughs> Lovely. Exactly. Lovely. How That's right. How would you explain it? How would you explain London, it? Exotic. Exotic. Ting. <laughs> yes. Um Delightful mm. English, mm-hmm. mm. Mm. very yeah. Downton Abbey. Yes. Oh yes. yes. Posh. I'd say posh. 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 No, not yes. posh. I'm from posh North and That's what people normally say about us, isn't it? Posh and bogan. Do they say that? They do not say that. They say that about us too, Adrian. They do say that. Yeah, but if anyone else calls you bogan, I'll be really upset, Danny. <laughs> 
And the other voice you heard was, of course, Nova Wheatman. Um, now, Nova, <laughs> I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to have you guys on the on the podcast this evening because. Um, for, for many, many reasons, to celebrate your books, but I've got an awesome game that's coming up because when I think about you two, you're both freaking legends, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so <laughs> you're both so clever, you're both so uh, creative. <laughs> Don't shake your head, Emily. Uh, you, you know, you're both super smart, you're both so lovely, and so it all sort of, the two of you sort of become one big, amazing entity in my mind, right? The what? Emily and I, I find it hard to separate the two of you. So I've got this game, and it's kind of, it's called um, Maybe It's Nova. Or maybe it's Emily, Ooh. right? Okay. So and and the thing is, I wanted to I wanted to sort of sing it to that old Maybelline song, but I thought now Danny would say no. There's copyright issues. You can't say that. So what we're going to do is when we do this, I'm going to come up with a different theme song each time. But before we before we play the game, <laughs> we'll do some other stuff because you guys are very important, and this is just my silly contribution. But I want everyone to have a moment silence, and you can think about it in your heads how it would sound. Uh, if we actually did sing it and there weren't copyright in, uh, issues. So don't cut this out, Danny. You don't get silence in many in many podcasts, but we're going to have a few seconds of silence where everyone listening is going to think about what it would sound like if we actually did sing it. It's called Maybe It's Nova or Maybe It's Emily. Okay, here we go to the song. Everyone think about it right now in your own, own minds at home. See, it works, doesn't it? The longest really silence of I loved podcast it. ever. Did you like it? Mm. Yeah, loved it. Very strong. Yeah. yeah, you don't get silence on many podcasts, but we don't. You know, we have listeners that um, that can do a bit of the heavy lifting for us. <laughs> so like, I can't wait. Before we get to Adrian's amazing quiz with mm. that, you know, non-tune in our head, we should ask mm. you about your books. I reckon. Do you think yeah. we should do that? That's a good idea. All right, cool. Because these guys are freaking legends. They don't want my. They don't want my silliness. They want. Oh, to, they want it straight down the line. Let's go, Danny. What's the All first right. question? Well, I would like an elevator pitch. I read The Edge of Thirteen today, and geez, it was bloody awesome. I read it on the way to Melbourne, so that's great road tripping time spent. I reckon, and I loved it. So we're going to talk about that, and then you guys also collaborated on Elsewhere Girls. So we want to talk about that too, and then of course whatever you want, because this is your episode. But Nova, can you hit us with an elevator pitch? This wonderful book, The Edge of 13. I can. Okay. It's uh, a book about all the firsts. So the first bra, the first time you go shopping with where you don't want to be with your parents, your first kiss and your first fight with your very, very good friends. I'd say that's mm. Oh, I loved it. All and the firsts. The school camp just brought me back to all my school camps. It was wonderful. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that too. Yep. Emily, tell us about Elsewhere Girls. I know this was a collaboration between the two of you. Uh, they say collab. Collab. <laughs> sorry. sorry we've never you. said that, but we will now. Okay. Um, okay, so Elsewhere Girls is a body swap time slip novel. Ooh. So um, we have one character who is a modern day girl who lives in Sydney, and then mm. another character who is based on a real person from history, Fanny Jurek, who uh, is an Olympic Swimmer, wow. swimmer. Um, and they swap lives in the book. That's wow. Amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So like, we wrote a character each, basically. Oh, that was um, our next question about the yeah. collaboration. Tell us about that. Collab. Tell us about the collab. <laughs> um, well, Nova came up with the um, original idea to write a book together. And she said, uh, do you want to write something fun and feminist together? Um, and I always say yes to Nova's ideas, which has got me into quite a lot of serious yep. hot water <laughs> in the last five years. Um, so but I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't stop saying yes. Um, but this was actually um, such a dream book to write. I, well, from my point of view, it was. Um, I don't know. What about you, Nova? It was. <laughs> it, it was. It was just fun. It's fun writing with someone else. It's fun writing with someone who sees story that's both the same as you and really differently to you, I think. I think we we have very different sort of skill sets in many ways and I think we 
brought them to this book really, yeah, just really beautifully. And we did collab very well. Mm, I knew it was called that. But how did you do it? Like, uh, did you just like sit down and think, uh, plan out the story? Or did uh, Emily send through some stuff and, and Nova said, oh, no, we'll get rid of that. We'll get rid of that and we'll just do this stuff. How did it all work? What, like, what was the actual practical way you went about the collab? <laughs> Well, we did a lot of research first because yep. obviously we're basing a character on a real person. So we went to Sydney. Um, we found out all about Fanny Jurak. Um, we went to the pub where she had grown up. Mm. Um, she she grew up with lots of siblings above a pub. Mm -hmm. So we had to go into the pub, obviously, and uh, have a beer. That was <laughs> very important. Requisite. Mm. Um, uh, we got got into all the old library um, boxes full of their letters and photographs wow. and newspaper clippings. And we were very serious about the research. Yeah. We were very, very serious. We were frisked, um, weren't we? We were pretty much frisked because what happens when you take the box is they weigh it and then they give it to you and then they weigh it again at the end. And if it's 10 grams lighter, they basically pat you down to see if oh. you've stolen anything from this box of archival material. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So could you could you have swallowed it if you really needed to? <laughs> that's, that's actually quite clever, Adrian. Yeah, yeah. We, we didn't take anything, did we? We didn't. And, but one of the things that made us think, oh, I think we're onto something with this book is that the box had not been touched for so long. Mm. So we could tell that other people had not already come and had a good look through and done their own research. It was like, and so it was like, oh, this is fresh. Mm. No, one, no one else has written this book. This is good. Because you mm. know when you're writing a book, like the main thing you fear is someone else is also writing the exact same thing. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. So what was in the box? Like... <laughs> Medals? Um, like like uh, Olympic uh, medals, really? No, no, not Olympic medals, but like it's like paraphernalia, like the diary that they 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 wrote on on the boat trip from Australia to Sweden for the Olympics. So nice. and the diary entries are quite extraordinary, and a lot of that didn't end up in the book because we don't take her to that age. But it was more just giving us background, and then there's all the Masonic Lodge kind of details of her. Mm. Swimming partner Mina Wiley's father, and there's all sorts of financial records, and there was pharmacy receipts with like various little, wasn't there? It was just the weirdest, and then newspaper, yeah. lots of newspaper. Wow. Imagine yeah. going, someone going through your pharmacy receipts. That freaks yeah. me out. Mm. <laughs> but there were also, because um, there were so many swimming clubs around that time. Um, and they had kept amazing records of everyone's times mm. and all the swimming carnivals that they held every Saturday and oh, just so much about, you know, it, it was such a popular thing at the time. This was um, sort of 1908, 1909, around then, um, to hold these great sort of swimming carnivals. And the ones that Fanny and Mina went to were just women only. So that was a very important feature of the time that um, women were not allowed to swim in front of any men. Um, so the, the feminists of the day, um, their stance was, men are gross, don't mm. let them look at us. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, but let, how how times have changed. How do you yeah. feel about that, Adrian? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. fine. That makes sense to me. <laughs> you know, women should be great at sport and women should be able to do all the sort of physical things that men can do, but we mustn't have men gawping at us while we're doing it. Mm. Was their yeah. sort of... Um, and look, present company excluded, Adrian. You're not gross. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Emily and uh, and Nova for jumping in there with uh, you know, agreements. Now, oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there we go. Hey, uh, that's so an tell, awkward pause, guys. Tell, yeah, yeah. I think plenty more of those, especially when we get to my great game. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's Nova or maybe it's Emily. Okay, um, so we're not going to get to that yet because I I just still want to find out a little bit more about about why you decided to make them swap bodies because you could have done like a time slip type thing but you just went for the whole freaky friday like where did you get that get that idea from uh i think it was because there's nothing better than putting someone from 1908 in a body of a 2021 mm. girl suddenly mm. wearing a bikini in a completely different kind of form and then putting that you know the 2021 girl back in the 1908 body mm. and just being slightly horrified by all of the kind of changes that you experience being in someone's you know completely different shape mm. age what they're wearing all of that you know wearing a corset for the first time all of those kind of bits and pieces just gave us lots of humor 
yeah. possibilities. I was and about I just, to say, it must have been super fun, you know, with technology yeah. in 2021 and, you know, yeah. the comparison between what's this iPhone, what do I do with it? Who's Siri? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quite a fun, it's a fun, light book in many ways. Like, there's a whole feminist thread to it about what women could do in 1908, what women can do now. And I think that's really important to the story. But it's also funny, hopefully. Hopefully young, you know, readers will find it really funny. Yeah, yeah. That was really, that was a big intention, I think, for both of us. Yeah, we didn't want it to be all bogged down in history. We wanted the historical facts to be quite light. And, and that's why we wanted to do the swap rather than just a time slip. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we've all read time slips and our, they were my favourite books when I was young. I absolutely love that that uh, type of story and we just wanted to put our own spin on it by doing it the other way around as well by bringing fanny to 2020 and yeah that's good fun welcome. isn't it welcome yeah and they also life. swim completely you know fanny swam trudging and our modern girl has no, so even having to swim a swimming stroke that you've never done before or had no idea what you were supposed to be doing in the pool that's cool there's a great deal of change that happened across that hundred years that mm. really yeah, yeah they, freestyle wasn't wasn't, wasn't around and, so what yeah. was that stroke you said nova it's called trudging well, how do emily, you do that emily will demonstrate for you if you like well it's a I'll podcast so the... whilst you demonstrate can you also talk about it <laughs> so it, it does have quite freestyle arms yes well legs are <laughs> But the legs are more scissor, scissory. Oh, also, it's like a half yeah. breaststroke, half <laughs> freestyle kind of thing. Wow. Adrian's having a go. Adrian right is now. very wow, good at that. That is it. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. Yeah. Is it a bit like that? Yeah. It's exactly like that. Yeah. I just, I, I don't even know how to explain that, but I. Hey. Fogging for us on camera. Hey, hey, if um, I was just trudging. Hey, if you guys could body swap with anyone, who would you oh, body swap with? That's a great question. No, that's not fair. No, that's cool. <laughs> uh, I'd body swap with Adrian because I want to know what it's like for people to think you're gross and be a man. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, but anyone in the world, you chose me, Danny. You, you've really <laughs> chosen poorly. <laughs> I like, I'd choose someone who had you know amazing physical skills in some way some sort of like, like i did yeah a <laughs> someone who can get into like, oh, yeah. like houdini or someone who can get That's into cool boxes i think i yeah, yeah. i like that yeah. i might change mine because yours sounds better <laughs> <laughs> what about you em what who would you choose oh, i i think i would like to try to be someone who's incredibly brave Mm. So I might need to be an early flyer of planes or something Ooh. like that. Mm. A woman. Amelia. Yeah. Amelia, perhaps. Amelia. That would yeah. be awesome. Amelia. Yeah. That would work. That would be cool. What about you, Adrian? I think I'd probably be Madonna. Um, <laughs> In the just 80s because, with the cone boot? Yeah, no, or... just because of the the body of work. And yeah. I think I could I think I could um I could bring something if I could sort of <laughs> you know, <laughs> reboot myself a little bit for 2021 um, and bringing all the knowledge that I have now, even though she's still with us, which is great. Um, <laughs> I, I still think it'd be a good call. Wow. That's um, unexpected now, yeah. I say. Unexpected for us all. Hey, um, look, we love Elsewhere Girls and we're going to get dive back into Elsewhere Girls. Did you see how I said dive there? That was oh, pretty no. good. Oh, I uh, love yeah. that. But uh, it's time for uh, part one of three uh, uh, instalments of the, of the amazing... The amazing game that's uh, that's taking the world by storm. Uh, it's called now to to get into this game. Um, I've I've brought my organ along because we can't sing that other song wow. because it's copyright. No, so I'm just going to play my organ just just to get us into this first this first instalment. Okay, here we go. Well, maybe it's Nova or is it Emily? Yeah. Wow. You're right there we go. Um, that was also unexpected. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know that's what that's what you get from this game. Um, now, this is this is a game for Danny and 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 Nova and Emily can give hints, but uh, I've scoured through Nova and Emily's social media. Oh no! Oh yes, and I have gone deep, man. Do we need buzzers? <laughs> no, because you're the only one that's got to guess. Me? So if you, oh, you want to out, I had to do anything. Yeah, because and then we're gonna get we're gonna get our wonderful guests who are freaking legends. We're gonna get them to uh, explain who said what. Okay, so okay, all right. Okay, so look, I now they're freaking out a bit. I can you can I can see their faces over the Zoom call. Um, 
Is it posh or is it bogan? Is that what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you have to say whether it's posh or bogan, okay? <laughs> Who said this? I won't do the accent because that might give it away, okay? My favourite new thing is drying my mask in front of the heater and then putting a warm mask on before I go out. Talk about simple pleasures. Oh, I actually really Posh dig that. Posh or bogan? Well, I really dig that, first of all, because I like the idea of warm stuff on your face. I actually like to do that with my underwear. I think it's actually Fun smart. Fun fact. Yeah, it is. You put on warm undies. It's really good. Um, Emily, that's you. Posh or bogan? Is it Emily? It's Emily. No! <laughs> Who is it, Legends? It's Nova. <laughs> I was going, did I say that? I have no memory. Like, my memory is so bad. And I, I remember just... you saying that. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I, I like it. You think... remembering more than me. You're a genius, by now, the this, way. This must have been the depths of winter during lockdown last year wow. that, uh, that you were warming the old mask on the heater. So if we had to wear masks now, would you put it in the freezer? Ooh, good. Oh, I did wear a mask today. I had to take my son to the children's hospital uh, and I didn't freeze it. It was okay. Well, if you do, yeah. can you put it on Twitter? That'd be great. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Next time I will. We put all our best stuff on Twitter. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Okay. Now, this, now this, before we move on to more, more uh, proper questions, uh, this is the second uh, of the first part. Oh, gee, it's confusing, isn't it? But there's two tweets per instalment of this fabulous game. Uh, and this is the second one, okay? I'm ready. All right. Now, is this posh or is this bogan? Which we say with affection. We say that with it's affection. It's like the Spice Girls. It's the new version yeah. of the Spice Girls. Is it posh spice or bogan spice? Okay. <laughs> um, at flippin' last, all these lockdown walks, the birding app, writing the life story of an ornithologist... <laughs> Being in the paper with my binoculars back to front, apparently, and looking up every damn tree in a five-kilometre radius, Tawny Frogmouth family! Do you know, I know who that is because this book has lots about trees in it. Ooh, interesting. Nova. <laughs> who is it? Oh, my God. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> Why are you researching trees, Posh, when there's so many trees in this book? Were you researching for Nova? I was right researching for this book, <laughs> which is uh, Aussie STEM stars on uh, Professor Gisela Kaplan, who is a bird scientist. See, I thought I was ah, all over it with this go. book and, and the Clem's obsession with trees. I thought I'm all over this one. Anyway, I have a score of zero. You do. Let's see if you can improve. That's, that's the point of this game because sometimes we get the two. They're so, they're so amazingly brilliant and equally matched that sometimes they meld into one. And so this is the point of it. If this was golf, I'd be doing very well. You would. But Emily, what I want to ask you is, did you do you always wear the uh, wear the um, binoculars back to front? And if so, are the birds like really large when you're looking at them, no, or are they really was, small? How does that work? It was very embarrassing. I um, I was asked to do um, like a little photo shoot and a little interview for the Age about going bird watching so much during lockdown. Yes, because um, it was something I had never really done before. And, you know, during lockdown, I became quite obsessed. Um, so th I met this photographer and, you know, we, it was still the times of masks and, you know, social distancing and everything. Mm. And I met this photographer by the river and who had to do this whole photo shoot. And I had my son's binoculars with me. Mm. And then when the photo came out, I thought, oh, that's quite a nice photo. I'm really quite pleased with that because, you mm. know, you do worry about these things. And then someone tweeted at me, oh, you're holding them the wrong way around. <laughs> It was in the age. You know, it wasn't just, oh, I'll just delete that. <laughs> it was in the newspaper. Um, <laughs> and, and then I really felt I needed to reassure people that I have actually been using them the right way around during the bird watching session. Mm. Um, but... I really lost a lot of credibility. That's Maybe right. that's no. why it took so long to find the actual fawny tog, fawny whatever they are, fawny fawny toggers, because they were so little. Because you had them on, yeah. had the thing on backwards. But the birds yeah. thought you were really big. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If they looked through them, they would have been like, "Whoa, there's an Emily Gale," or is it, or is it Nova? <laughs> giant, giant humans. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's that. Oh, look, oh, that's understandable. That could happen to anyone. So um, <laughs> absolutely, I just think it endears you more. You didn't lose credibility for me. You gained oh, credibility. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Really? No. <laughs> 
I so, just want to then talk about more awkward things, right? Because particularly <laughs> in this book and all sort of middle gradey books, we talk about awkwardness. Yeah. And, you know, I would like to know, has anyone gotten a little awkward secrets from when they were a teenager? I have a crush story. Oh, I love crush stories. Um, <clears throat> which, which became more awkward and embarrassing the older I get. Emily's heard this crush story, I think, but it was there was a boy and I... I can even, his name was Peter. Mm. And Hello to Peter if you're listening. <laughs> uh, reach out to the Words and Nerds uh, podcast. Words and Nerds at, uh, what is it, Danny? We'll hear, we'll hear your side of the story, Just Peter. slide into our DMs, Peter. We'd love to hear from you. Name him. I'm not going to name his surname. Uh, but so I had a mad crush on him and I loved him so much that I used to write in my diary that I was going to marry him. Mm. And he was going to save me when I fell off my horse in the town that I grew up in. And I used to go to the mobile library where I used to borrow books every week and I'd follow him around the mobile library, which is not a very big space if you've ever been into a mobile library. And he'd go in there and I'd just like sort of stand there. And and then his <laughs> brother was in my year at school and his mum named her cow after me because she <laughs> <laughs> liked me. The story gets worse. That's a good sign. That's a good <laughs> that's, sign. That's a good, that's a good. You're in with the in-law. <laughs> So here I was, Nova Cow, just living in this paddock, and he didn't really know who I was, but I loved him. He was two years older than me. He was incredibly handsome. Mm. And I used to just sort of stand there, like, fondly watching him every day. And then at school, my mum would come and pick me up from school, and she'd often hop out of the car, and she'd often been playing tennis, and she was quite attractive, my mum. And years later, I found out that he was writing her love letters. <gasps> All through my teenage years. And really? On the, on the Peter, like, shame <laughs> on you. Peter. And my mum never told me. And there I was just loving him for years and years and years, planning oh. to marry him. And he had a crush on my mum. That is Come a weird love child. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Sad. So that's my awkward story. Oh, Peter, you handsome rascal. <laughs> Peter. Peter likes a bit of a bit of a, an, an older lady. Older well, lady, I know. Who, who doesn't like older ladies, right, ladies? Uh, we, hey, yeah, we all like older hot. ladies. Yeah, I think I'd be horrified if one of my daughter's friends was writing me love letters. Like, it's just really creepy and weird. Anyway, you know, there that we is go. the In best days. story, Nova. That is the best. That is that is slightly awkward. It's very awkward. What about yeah. Emily uh, Emily Gale uh, over in the UK? They have amazing things that happen on camps over in the UK. <laughs> I have no camp stories because I went to an all-girls Catholic school and nothing fun happened on our oh. camps oh. whatsoever. But the story that did pop into my head, I really wish hadn't. And I've been trying this whole time since it popped into my head to get it out of my head so that I could think of a different story. But it Get didn't. it out. Get um, it out on the podcast, Emily. <laughs> yeah. Now, because um, Nova's book, The Edge of 13, is about first, I am now going to tell you the story of my first kiss. Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> Hang on. I need a wine or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, well, I, I will say his name was Cameron. And Cameron, can, slide like into Cameron, our DMs. Cameron, um, you handsome rascal. Cameron and Peter. We're just, uh, can we put a call out to social media? Anyone who knows Emily and Nova. Cameron and Peter, we want to hear from you. We're going to do we a do. reunion episode, <laughs> math style, in a couple of weeks' time. So please get um, in contact with us. Uh, or copyright. Anyway, carry on. Um, well, yes, and it, and it was quite a long time ago, I shall say as well. Um, now, I wasn't allowed to go on dates by myself. So I had to go on a date with Cameron with about five other people, including my younger brother oh, um, and his, a couple of his friends and then Chaperone. a couple of my friends. So it was a, a big group. But then we did go into these woods and, um, and Cameron and I, we Hang went on. off by ourselves. Oh, right. Yes. Don't um, interrupt. This is getting good. No, I and, thought the whole, um, <laughs> all of them went into the woods together. I wasn't sure. Well, we but... did. We did all go into the woods, but then we went down a different little Cameron path. Cameron and Emily yes. snuck mm. out into we the did. dark woods. And um, I really, really liked him. And we, we sat down on this bench and then I thought, oh God, this it's going to happen. This mm. is this is my first kiss. And then it happened and it was just absolutely terrible. And I just mm. realised I'd made a horrible mistake. And Cameron had this tongue like a trout it was very very large flapping around flapping around and i just could not control it and it was a disaster um so when it finally came to end i was so relieved and i thought what am i going to do now how am i going to prevent this ever happening again 
And so instead of just getting up and saying, thank you, I really have to go now, I pretended to fall asleep. <laughs> I could not think of any other way to stop the big trout coming at me again. I don't think so you're going actually to contact us. took a nap. <laughs> took a nap on Cameron's shoulder and he kept mm. sort of trying to nudge me and go, hello, and sort of talk to me. And I just, just played dead. <laughs> and then after, I don't know how long it was, but then um, uh, my brother and his and friends, they were calling us. And so then I pretended to wake up and then went, oh, oh, don't know what happened there. Come on, we better go. And then we went back and joined the rest of the party. Wow, I really yeah, like the description of that. That's that is fun. just amazing. <laughs> Did you yeah. did you fall asleep like uh, mid kiss or was there a, was there a break in proceedings? There was there was a brief pause and right. then I sort of and then you heard, went, turned my head and <laughs> closed my eyes and just not at all very still. <laughs> Yeah, I think this is important to put in books because, you know, <laughs> most kisses are romanticised, but they're rarely good. They're very trout-like, Emily. Yeah. They, they can be, and it's probably not his fault, you know. Um, we've perhaps just no. had mismatched mouths. Well, maybe Cameron's improved his kissing <laughs> technique, so I'm looking forward to when he contacts us. Yeah. <laughs> he was Canadian as well, if that narrows it down. <laughs> Oh, we're big in Canada. Don't worry about that. We will be now. So, Cameron, if you kiss like a trout, could you get in contact with us? Um, we'd we'd love to. We, we might even do a reenactment to some degree uh, with actors, um, just to keep everything above board. But we just want to reenact the. Where moment. is this going, Adrian? So get in contact with us. This is this is fantastic. Come on, hey, first. No, 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 Adrian, first kiss. No, mine was very boring. Mine wasn't like um. Maybe like maybe you were the, maybe you were the trout mouth. Well, I, I, maybe I gave a bit of a trout. Uh, maybe I was a bit of a trout. I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm not sure. No, we. I can't really even. I remember it was. It, it, things were. Things were warm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, not not. <laughs> Just in general, <laughs> not being specific, but um, it, it was uh, near a near a slide. Um, it was in a slide in the playground, um, and uh, yeah, it was it was very very. Uh, I'm so glad I took a drink just as you said. It was just you know it was it was it was it was over before it began, shall I say? Uh, and uh, there was not a lot of trout action, so it was sort of a it was oh, sort of a non-event. It was nice, but it, it was, was nice. nice. It was a nice memory. <laughs> well, thank you for asking, Danny. I appreciate that. Because we could, of course, go round the table, couldn't we? Oh, uh, well, it was a dare on a bus, right? I really liked this guy. I'm not, I'm not going to mention his name. And it was a dare. And so I if you've been on a bus, get in contact with us at Words and Nerds. <laughs> and it was the same thing, Emily. It was like all this saliva all over my face. I'm like, I never want to kiss anyone again. It was revolting. So it was, I was, it was a bit crushing. Could have been the same guy. Was it the same guy? <laughs> his name wasn't Cameron, but maybe he went by another name. And I'm not even saying it because I'm not, yes. not even going there. Alias. <laughs> He's got form, this guy. <laughs> right, do I have, I'm guessing I have to say mine. Mine was out the front of Croydon Station mm. and it was with a boy called Bowl because he had a bowl haircut. Yes! Love I don't it. remember his real name, but we were about <laughs> 10 metres apart and we leant a long way in. That's the best way to do it. And we yep. didn't touch except for our mouths as Ooh. my friend's dad sat with his hand on the horn trying to get me to stop kissing Bowl and oh. get him home from Croydon Station. <laughs> There's not was... many people named Bowl, so if you're Bowl. <laughs> bowl, please get in touch. Yeah. Bowl, bowl. I still remember his hair. I, I don't yeah. remember anything else about him, but I do just remember that. Beautiful... How could you not? Yeah. yeah. And no, but yeah. I love it how you actually don't remember his first name. That's I don't remember his first name. Me. And I was wearing white. <laughs> I love how you remember what you were wearing and you don't remember his Beautiful. name. It's my favourite thing ever. Mm. Yeah. Bo- <laughs> not a good place yeah. to keep anyone, but anyway. Bowl so sounds great. like a, quite a catch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd like well, to. Sure was. <laughs> so Bowl, who are we after? Bowl, Cameron. Bowl, Peter and Cameron. Peter. <laughs> and a guy who caught a boss once. Yeah, that's it. That's, it. that's what we're after. <laughs> anyway, we have, we have sort of gone off track a touch and that's a your fault. Have we? Have we? 
Yeah. I want to talk about the hashtag, the Love Oz MG hashtag. Oh yes. This is kind of a, a new development by by you both, and you're Not changing me. hosts. <laughs> Tell just me about Emily. this, Emily. Just Emily. Tell us about this, Emily. Well, no, the hashtag has been in use um, for roughly as long as the Love Ozwaye mm-hmm. hashtag has been in use. Um, and some of us have been using it, but it's never really um, taken off in the same way. It hasn't had any of the structures that Love Ozwaye has had. It hasn't had the, you know, the whole committee and, you know, all the organization. And and so it's just been a kind of a, a sweet little hashtag, sometimes used, but, um, mm. you know. And um, over the last um, couple of years, I've been noticing that, um, certainly on Twitter, it was quite difficult to get a lot of support for um, Australian middle grade um, in terms of, you know, people would tweet, you know, it's my release day or something. and and you know, you would get your circle, your friends, you know, joining in and saying congratulations. But it felt like there could be a lot more of a lot more support and a lot more noise on Twitter for Australian middle grade. And I thought maybe one of the things I can do is to actually just start this account, have something that's quite focused and really just be like kind of extra bugle anytime someone has a book out or you know something needs a bit more attention um, or people are looking for lists of things or all those things that Love Oz YA has always been really good at um, maybe if I just get that going and then see if, see if it takes off and you know just use my experience I guess um, and like you know obviously I've had the privilege of having a few books published in this country and I take that very very seriously because I'm not from this country and um, that feels very special um yeah so I just like to put something back into the industry really I like that do you think um middle grade gets kind of lost between YA and Kidlit do you think it that's what's happened I think it does I think sometimes um people aren't sure where to put it um even in bookshops you know people can disagree about where to shelve it do they shelve it with their what they call middle fiction or junior fiction do they shelve it with their YA you know and books that do fall in the middle often miss out in a way because although they are for probably one of the strongest reading groups readerships um, that we have you know before it tends to sort of tail off after sort of 14 15 um, yeah sort of category wise we seem to sort of still be fumbling with it a bit but it's great because um, you, you see, you do, as you said, you do see a lot of action uh, in the YA scene on uh, social media a lot. And yeah, I think middle grade is sometimes a little bit lost. So it's nice to see that someone's taking up the charge and is going to make sure that middle grade is on the map. And um, also, I, I hear that you can sort of, you, you're, you're handing over the torch from time to time for others to, you know, tweet for a day and things like that. Yeah, well, the nice thing about the um, the followers, I think it's um, I think it's around four hundred and eighty followers at the moment. But they're all people who are interested in Australian middle grade. So mm. whereas my personal followers on Twitter, because I tweet about all sorts mm. of nonsense, they love birds mainly, don't they? Uh, yeah, it's mainly birds mm. um, and first kisses. Um, <laughs> but you know, it kind of gets muddied, and so sometimes I might tweet something about a middle grade book, but to a lot of my followers, it's like, eh. So the good thing about this account is that it is pure. It's like just people who are into it, mm. and so I thought it might be quite a good platform, especially if you're new not really sure um, how to use Twitter to sort of promote your stuff. Um, here's a ready-made audience and you just mm. come along and just have it for a day and, you know, it's a great have a bit idea. of support from the people who follow that account. It's a great idea. And another example of, uh, of the, all the amazing things that Emily, you do, and Nova does too. We're going to talk a little bit about Author Safari <laughs> soon, but um, just are really community-minded, you two, which is why we love you so much and why also we need to work out just... Who's who? (laughs) I knew this game was coming back. (laughs) We just need to find out uh, who's Nova and who's Emily. And to do that, I've just, I've grabbed my harmonica and I'm going to sing the theme tune for for these two little tweets, which aren't from the Love Love Oz MG account. They're from either Nova or Emily's account. Uh, It's time to play this. Is it Nova or is it Emily? (laughs) 
Wow, that was... Out of breath. That was okay. special, that one. It's tough, actually, to play the harmonica and sing at the same <laughs> time, but, but I can do it over the years of practice. Okay, so who said this? Is it Nova or is it Emily? Uh, teaching horror writing today at a high school, and midway through my intro into horror elements, a giant black crow flew straight into the window. I really want to scream. Danny, is it Nova or is it Emily? It's a great story. Um, Emily. Emily, is it you? No, so not bad this game. <laughs> so bad, so bad. That's got Nova Wheatman all written all over it. Nova, what happened? You had a you had some sort of crow flying to the classroom. It was actually great. It was the class of year. I think they were year eight or year nines, and they were. It was and it was a public school, and they were quite reluctant writers. So we decided to do a horror workshop. Because I kind of, you know, kids like writing horror stories. Yeah. And they're really into it, even the ones that weren't really into it. And so we tried to do it a bit like a TV show. We were writing all these kind of horror story ideas. And literally this huge crow just ran, like, ran. <laughs> crow ran. The crow flew. Straight, just straight in. And it was. Wow. Like, inc- like, we all screamed collectively. It was quite a frightening kind of, like, yeah, just weird. Like and then Alan Poe just came into the room. It was. And then we just sort of all were quite stilled and quiet after that. And we just did a lot of work. But did it fly in, then fly out? Or did it fly no, in, it, take like a seat, hit, and write a story? It hit the glass. Oh. It flew straight at the glass. Oh, Edgar. Very fast. Right. <laughs> very large. And it was quite a desolate kind of um, portable at the back of the schoolyard. So you're sort of looking, almost, it was almost like a train line, I think. I can't remember. It's out in the stick somewhere. And this, yeah, just this big crow just ran, ran what do I keep saying? Run. Flew straight up <laughs> to the window and then just sort of. Flew fell. off again though, right? No, I think it fell. Oh. <laughs> I think it fell down. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it didn't get to the ground. It, it sort of, at last minute, it flew off, didn't it? It flew no, off. No. I'm yeah. sure it lived happily ever after. Yeah. We didn't see it fly off. We just saw it. And then there was like, yeah, just what's going to happen next? Mm-hmm. It was like the first act of our horror story and then what was going to happen. Sad story. Else. It was good. amazing. It was a great workshop. I can only assume it was holding its binoculars back to front and that's why it hit the window. <laughs> that would be the only explanation for that. <laughs> Well, I'm continuing my zero streak. Okay, and and just quickly in this part two of three parts of this wonderful game, uh, here's the next tweet. Who said this, Emily or Nova? Um, Okay, Uh, and this person is is sort of, I think it's called subtweeting, but I'm not really sure, Uh, is sort of talking about a tweet that they're, I don't know, look, don't worry about that. Just read it out. I'm just going to read it. Um, Solidarity from me. I'm a woman who took her son to the doctor for a checkup on a dodgy oh. mole, which turned out to be dirt. The doctor cleaned my child with a wet wipe and I went on my way. First of all, that's my, that? that's my favorite story because I'm a massive hypochondriac and I would definitely be that mole mum, like for sure. Yeah. And that was Emily because I remember that tweet. <laughs> Is she correct? Yeah, it was me. <laughs> I got one point. I you did it. You cracked the code. I remember so, it. I remember it clearly because I'm like, yep, I'm mole mum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hashtag mole mum if you want to get involved in words and nerds. Uh, no, actually. That's I feel not, your pain. No, I'm there with really. you. Hey, Emily, what happened? Was there like a bit of dirt on, on your son's face or what? What's... No, he does have a mole and it's just, um, what's this clavicle? I think it's the clavicle bone. It's just in the middle there. Yeah. And um, so I've always sort of been looking at it since he was um, tiny. Mm. I, I don't, of course you have. Three or something. <laughs> um, and I actually did give him a bath the night before, I have to say. Mm. I'm not, I know that British people have the reputation for being really filthy, but I do wash my. This children. doesn't get as hot, so you don't need to bathe as frequently. Yeah, and we just we just have stinky. We just bathe in our own filth. Obviously, that's the other reputation. <laughs> it's very true. Um, anyway, so um, I noticed that this mole had gone very dark, and I was just oh my god. And we were flying to England the next day, and I just thought oh my god, I've just got to book an appointment, get him in. There's something wrong with this mole. In we went. So we sat down and the doctor actually did look at it for a really long time. He didn't just look at it and go, that's dirt, wipe it off, job mm. done. Mm. He really looked at it and we were chatting away and blah, blah, you know, and what, ooh, this mole, you're, you're quite moly as well. We were just discussing moles. <laughs> you're quite moly. <laughs> Thank you, doctor. Then he got out his special, what's it? What's the eye thing called? Magnifying glass? Thing. Thing. Yep. 
And then without a word, he just slid open a drawer, <laughs> took out a little sachet, opened it and just leaned over and wiped <laughs> the mole. And he was very nice about it. But then I, I just thought, I'm not even that mortified. I'm just so relieved <laughs> that mm, yeah. it's dirt. Yeah. Um, and then we just had a good laugh about it. And I said, look, full permission to go into the staff room and tell everyone about it. I, I want this story to travel. I want it to give people joy. Otherwise, there's what's the point of it. Um, it. And that's it. I love uh, it. Emily, and I feel you. Honestly, I, I would always do that myself and I'd rather spend time with the doctor you know, and it'd be nothing. So I feel your pain. Yes. I laughed and I thought, this is me. It's just yeah. being a yeah. parent, I think. I love it so much. The yeah. same thing happened to me, actually. Um, I had a pesky full stop, which I just couldn't delete. And I was trying everything <laughs> to get rid of it. <laughs> and, and yes, again, it was just a speck of dirt on the screen. But I was going, bang, bang, bang. What is wrong with this? Well, I've got to update Word. I've got to update Microsoft. Zuckerberg's onto me. What's going on? It was a, a bit of take dirt. your laptop into Apple and say this laptop is broken. <laughs> Except no. it, it wasn't a speck of it? dirt, Adrian. It was probably like a splash of cream egg. It probably was. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, it, it definitely would have been. Definitely. So he just leaked the screen, and it was like, oh, good. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Hey, um, now, Danny and I are both massive fans of not only Elsewhere Girls, which is awesome, and uh, the, the, uh, the Edge of 13, which is equally as awesome, um, but we also love a we little love known so Aussie much. show, and this might have inspired, this might have inspired the, uh, the swimming component in, uh, in oh, The yeah. Wonderful Elsewhere Girls. I'm pretty sure it would have. Can we um, say it together? Yes. Oh, this is the best show in the world, and it is... H2O. H2O. Just add water. <laughs> Man, seriously. Like, we're not even joking, Nova. We're not even joking. Like, we are not taking the piss. We love this show. It's on Netflix. My girls uh, st discovered it and they completely got hooked on it. Yep. I've and, got a boy um, and a girl. They both watch it and they and, love it. And I love and, it. Nova, you you basically, you're, you're a mermaid. Is that what I'm... <laughs> no. You, you came up with it. You <laughs> 14 episodes. Did you write 14? You, you start in it. You, hang on, hang on, hang on. You were the swimming coach. <laughs> She's amazing. She you, wrote the episode. You played the tail. I, I, I actually did a, like school talk recently and I showed the clip and it was the cutest thing because at the end the kids went, oh, you're that one. And I went, no, I'm not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I look like I'm a 16-year-old girl. <laughs> No, that's so, yes, that was that me. Made my day. Um, no, so it was my first TV job, basically. <sighs> Love it. And I had no idea what I was doing. And I turned up to the script office in Port Melbourne and the producer said, so we're going to create a show about three ordinary girls who become mermaids. Mm. And we went into the into the storylining room and we were there for weeks and we just and the three of us the three writers just had to generate all the stories all the rules all the rules of the magic pond well, thank yep. you for doing that and oh, it's a pleasure um yeah what a show but i i just think it was weird <laughs> why did they play did they played like volleyball beside the ocean like I mean, and they're always dropping water on each other and falling into pools. And, that was a I high mean, risk activity, volleyball. When you're a mermaid, stay yeah. away from the water a little you bit. You should probably go live in the suburbs. Swimmer. I mean, the yeah. fact that you can't swim anymore, yeah. it's devastating. It's and they're always like yeah. dropping water at the cafe. They're yeah. pretty clumsy. Yeah, they are. They're very clumsy. You know, and Ricky is definitely my favourite. And, yeah. you know, if I was younger and I'm not, I'd definitely have a crush on Lewis. My oh. friend's son, uh, no, sorry, my friend's daughter makes Lewis a birthday cake each oh. year. And <laughs> really? she came Fantastic. around recently and she has no interest in any of my books, but she just loves me because I had something to do with H2O. Yeah. She's got all the merch <laughs> and she makes these cakes for Lewis. It's the cutest. It's bizarre, but it's. <laughs> no, but we, we love you for many things as well, but we particularly also love you for H2O. <laughs> I, look, I, look, what? Yeah. Why I was a little hesitant at saying who my favourite was is because I don't know there, there might be some sort of behind the scenes showbiz story, but there was an uh, there was a character and I think her name was Emma and yeah. she was only in the first two seasons and then yeah. I don't know what happened to her and I, I wonder I if Nova wrote her out. 
I only worked on the first season. I don't have any responsibility. No, I only did the first season, sadly. I, I, you know, yeah. But there's actually another YA writer, Philip, and I can't remember his surname, but he was one of the other writers in the room. So there's mm. two of us that went on to write, weirdly jump out of TV and write something else. It's so, amazing. I know. Yeah. Yep. Hey, um, we should, before we wrap this up, uh, and I know we've got another instalment of Is It Nova or Is It Emily, which can't I know wait. everyone's hanging out point. for. We've got one more instalment to go. But before we do that, um, Danny, wasn't it amazing what these two created uh, probably about this time last year or a little bit earlier, uh, the incredible hashtag Authors for Fireys. Yeah, that was amazing. And that was just an amazing initiative, idea, whatever you want to call it, concept. And that's why these two are freaking legends. Because uh, they got everyone to, well, they everyone donated money for yeah. such a great cause, um, and it was the brainchild of uh, Emily Gale and Supernova Wheatman. That so, was how did you come up with that? What's the story? You know, what's the inside word? I mean, how do you come up with these amazing things? Nova Wheatman. Thank no. You. no. Yes. No. yes, this is what happened. What happened? It's always Nova. She sent me a message saying. What can we do? What can we do? You know, we're all, we're watching the news. We're watching these fires. Mm. We're watching these firefighters. Just think, and we're just thinking, they're just day after day risking their lives. What can we do? Um, and I was really tired, to be honest. I had just had shingles, and I was like, Nova, not really into it. I'm mm. really tired. Mm. Got the old shingles, Nova. Maybe you was... could give me a moment. Yeah. <laughs> She just knows how she knows me so well. Yeah. She knows how to play me. Yeah. She you didn't try and pretend to fall asleep at any point, did you? <laughs> she was snoring on the phone. <laughs> I tried, but she just knows me so well. She just backed off and went, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. And then like an hour later, I had not only convinced her, I'd convinced myself. I was like so gung-ho about doing something that it was like I'd come up with it. But I hadn't at all. It was her. <laughs> um, and that's that's how all the ideas happen. How did it start? So what was the first <laughs> thing you did with, with the Authors for Fireys? How did it start? Like, uh, Yeah, hang on. Emily is underselling herself. So, yes, okay, then she agreed. And then I yes. was on holidays, actually. I was at the beach. And I think she messaged me and went, I'm going live. And it suddenly was just like 40 million people retweeting. And I was like, I am at the beach. I don't really know what I can, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. And it just, it just took off. It's and then deep. I had, and then that was our entire, that was like six weeks full-time work. Yeah. Really? Wasn't it? It was a massive spreadsheet. It was amazing. It was, but you couldn't leave the screen because no. you had, when it did take off, you just had such a sense of responsibility that it had to go well. Mm. Because the things that we had done before, sort of on similar lines, they'd never, well, they'd never gone global. Mm. You know, yeah. we'd never had, I had, um, you know, journalists from Germany getting in touch saying, oh, can we do an article for this German newspaper? Mm. Why? Oh my God, <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> we didn't mean any of this. Um, <laughs> But no, you just had this huge sense of responsibility that you had to see it through, that everyone had to be happy, that the money had to come through, that it all had to work and have receipts and be proper. And because mm. and, at the same time, there was the other fundraiser that was just absolutely through the roof in terms of the millions, which yeah. is um, Celeste Barber's um, fundraiser. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And during ours, we could already see that there might be some issues with that fundraiser mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of where the money was going yep. and it not getting through to who it was supposed to go to. So it meant that we had the opportunity to go, right, we have to make sure that our money is not going into this massive fund that is never going to get mm -hmm. to firefighters. Yep. Um, so we had sort of the benefit of being just a few days behind mm -hmm. that news. Mm. Um, but you're right yeah. about the responsibility because believe it or not someone actually bid to be on the podcast I was like what I put it out there and I'm like don't worry if no one bids it'll be fine <laughs> I'll just I'll just delete that tweet and pretend it never happened yeah. and I think a lot of people felt yeah. that way but everything everything went I mean yeah it did everything and then I felt this responsibility that oh my god like I had to do this properly and right yeah. then you yeah. know so it was a huge yeah. responsibility but we yeah. had this um spreadsheet um, well, Nova, why don't you say about the spreadsheet team? 
The spreadsheet team was amazing. So we were very lucky in Judith Kelly Gardner and Anna Waitley jumped on and just and just created this spreadsheet. And it was and it just grew and grew and grew and grew and grew. Amazing. And it was all all of us were doing. There were five of us pretty much just doing it full time. Mm. And we were chasing up money, chasing up, you know, it was a, there was a lot of that, chasing up people who'd bid on things. But you did just sort of get this incredible sense that people people made friends out of it. Like, I, you know, that's the illustrator for The Edge of 13. The cover art mm. was someone that I bid on his work. Wow. The fiery's auction. I was outbid in the final minute because I was too busy doing the bloody spreadsheet to check in on my bids. Someone in Ireland outbid me and he sent me a piece of art just to say thanks for doing the auction. Wow. Like a beautiful little drawing and I just went, he's the perfect artist to do. And so there was all these beautiful connections made that I just think mm. that was as, as aside from the money and the mm. beautiful kind of goodwill exercise, people met people that they'd never met before. And that was just like this beautiful mm. thing. It was just... Mm special and it felt like our community came together in a really that's awesome it was not competitive it was like all the best of our community mm. I think mm. it was lovely it was really and we just felt like like we were caretaking it and that yeah. was just a privilege to do that yeah um, yeah mm. but you know yeah, what you... it was sorry Adrian it was really nice to feel like you could do something because I think there was such a yeah. sense of helplessness back then and you could just go oh well I can donate a bit of money you know which most yeah. of us did and all that but you felt a bit of helplessness about it. And I think mm. what you guys did made you think, oh, well, I'm doing something now. You know, I'm doing something small that could make a small difference. So, you know, I think that was really important as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you guys came up with it. You kicked it off. And um, and you know uh, how generous the author and writing and publishing community is. And a lot of them were um, bidding on each other's items that were put up for grabs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was just, it, I think... You gave that outlet for everyone to get behind such a great cause. So we thank you. And it was so it was so fantastic. It so was. well done, you freaking legends. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> hey, um, I uh, I feel like I feel like we should do one last installment of, one last. of, of <laughs> I mean, of, I'm on one point. What could go wrong? Of the game that is that is taking the world by storm and in in order to to get us through to this last one, i I'm just I'm feeling like maybe a bit of a moody acoustic guitar could be the way to go so i'll just pick that up and uh, get into position here for uh the last intro well is it nova or is it emily i don't know that is so creepy that was Ooh. creepy <laughs> is it creepy Creepy. <laughs> no, I like that. Thank you, Nova. Good taste. You're the only one because it sounded like a serial killer was singing to you. It was like it was like a sort of a Chris Isaac sort of throwback. It, type Emily, thing. did you hear Chris Isaac? No, or did you hear serial killer? Killed me to the bone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Uh, all right. On. Well, um, Nova can crowdfund my album, and uh, <laughs> Emily, uh, we won't be sending you a copy. No bids from me. <laughs> I'll bid not to hear it. <laughs> oh. Anyway, uh, this is the final instalment of Is It Nova or Is It Emily, uh, which is, it, it, let's be honest, it's been an amazing game. And, ready. Um, so ready. And uh, we're going to work out if Danny, Danny's getting better uh, slowly. I thought I was heaps better at Twitter, but I'm not clearly. So. Okay, here we go. Um, is it Nova or is it Emily? I just wrote a scene where four teens cram into a tiny tent they were definitely not 1.5 metres apart. It was a very odd scene to write. Anyone else having this problem? I feel like it's a trick question. They go camping in the edge of 13. <laughs> That's right. So is it a bluff or is it not a bluff? <laughs> I think that's the opposite to bluff. <laughs> Pretty sure. Emily. Emily said it. Is it Emily? Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> I was trying a different tactic. Straight out of the edge of 13 oh, by Nova Weedman. Yes, where they go camping in tents. I know, but I thought you were tricking me. I thought it was a trick question. It was well, a double bluff. It was a double bluff. Yes. Don't play me in poker. Okay, last one. And this is a chance to redeem yourself. I think you got one out of five. I've got so one far. point. So, so you're not quite past, not passing yet. Yeah, it is bad. That's correct. Nova's telling it like it is. It's bad. Okay. Is this going to be posh spice or is it bogan spice? Um. I did a thing. Swam two kilometres in the bay. It's a thing because I've had a fear of oceans for a decade. 
had a small panic type attack at 300 meters, but treading water crying, treading water slash crying, uh, turned out to be really hard. So my brain finally let me swim. This is definitely Is it mine. Nova or is it Emily? I feel like I have this kind of spirit animal sort of bond with this person who takes their son to the doctor for a mole that's not a mole, who mm-hmm. has panic attacks in the water. I feel mm-hmm. like Emily is my soul sister. <laughs> it was me. Right. <laughs> Emily, you swam 2K in the bay. That's, that's, that's no mean feat. It was big for me. Can I just say it was completely flat apart from when boats went by. And I did have quite a panic attack when a small boat went by. I get it. Um, but I do have quite a proper fear, not just, oh, I'm a little bit scared, but I do um, sort of burst into tears when my feet hit the waves, usually. Mm. So and it was quite big, and that's the only re- that's why I did such a boasty tweet. No, I mm. liked it, and it wasn't boasty because you were telling us about you know you yeah. had a panic attack. And I was like, yes, that yeah. has to be. I did. You know, I did. I was very worried because we swam out to this yellow boy. That was like the first goal, mm. um, and when we got there, he was like, "Oh, brilliant! You've done it!" And I just burst into tears. But by then, you know feet can't touch the ground in the middle of mm. the bay and just crying could not stop crying mm. and i think he was a bit oh dear <laughs> you know when, <laughs> when your partner always kind of goes you'll be fine oh yeah, yeah. and they don't really feel your panic they just yes. sort of put up with it for 20 years yeah. um so i think he was a bit have I done the wrong thing here? <laughs> but as I said in the tweet, it is very, very difficult to cry and tread water. Mm. And so eventually... And have a panic attack at the yeah, same time. Oh. Very hard to do all those things, Emily. Yeah. Mm. So well done to you. And Thank then you had to get you. back as well, right? Yes. Yeah, but then it was got very nice because I could see seaweed and little fish and that was very distracting. Good job. Oh. You didn't Good ask job. Nova for any tips on how a mermaid might handle it or anything like that? <laughs> Yeah, she said, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. I think, I think that was Nemo, but it could have been H2O. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it could have been Fanny. It could have been Fanny from back in the day. Yeah. Could have been any of them, really. I mean, who and knows? Emily, this wasn't you doing any research, by the way, was it? It was just you. Well, I should have done this before we wrote Elsewhere Girls, in fact. Yeah. But one of the things that was going through my head when I was swimming was, come on, if you can write this, you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And like Adrian, your game does play into the idea that no one knows who wrote which character. Was That's it? That's true. Yeah. Well, you, you sing it, Nova. <laughs> no, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> that is one step I will not go And so can you reveal who wrote which character or is that a trade secret? What is it? Is it? It is a bit of a secret, isn't it? I think because to Emily told me that she wrote Fanny's bits. That is a yeah. lie. That is a lie. I just wanted Nothing to see what you were going to say. Whether you're going to did you bluff her just then? <laughs> she called it too. She knew. Oh, you! Although she would know because yeah, <laughs> she, she lives her own life. Um, so 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 you're not gonna uh, you can't tell. It's a trade secret. That's interesting. I think. You but can I can I ask though? I know you won't, I know you won't tell because um you know clearly this is an important thing. But um, did one of you write one character and one of you write the other, or was there a bit of a, a merge? We wrote one each. Yeah, really? we yep. did. And Love the way it. we wrote it, um, like the way we wrote the first draft is we would send a chapter, one chapter to the other person and then they would read it and then they'd write their sort of answer chapter and then send it back. So it was really nice. It was like getting letters from oh, I love this. Yeah, it's great. A reply. And you only have to do half the work. So much more fun than writing a book on your own. So is this the first of many, many collaborations? Oh, uh, sorry, I should say say how how you guys say collabs between you two, or uh, are you one and done because you can't stand each other? (laughs) No, I want. No, I think I would really like to again. Yeah. Yeah. Awkward if you were one and done, though, wouldn't it be? It'd be an awkward moment right now. If I'd gone. Now I'm thinking all these, there should be a crime novel, a crime fiction novel with like two authors writing two characters. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Mm. You can do this. it. I think, you, I, I think it's an underused thing because you yeah. do it in TV. I did it in television a lot where I co-wrote 
And so it's so lovely, especially yeah. when you're working with someone who's really good at yeah. editing mm. and is so much better at editing than, uh, than I am, which I'm rubbish at editing and I'm really lazy and she's really not lazy. She's really hard and she cracks a whip yeah. and it keeps you I can see that actually. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I'm the yeah. lazy bogan and she's the... The posh yeah. editor. Posh editor. It's, oh. it's like the perfect, it's the perfect match. It's the new Spice Girls right here. I love it. When two become one, I love it. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, look, I've, I've deduced who is Nova and who is Emily. It's Thank taken you. me about an hour. But uh, because I think of them both as freaking legends, I now think of them as two parts to the one, two sides to the one coin. So over to you, Danny. That's lovely. Well, I have my last question, which I'd like to ask. Um, I shall ask Emily first. Why do you write? Oh, God. I know. She, the, way she, the way she delivers it. That just came out of nowhere. We've talked about so many things, and now, um, now it comes down to this. Um, it I, I feel the most myself when I'm writing than when I'm doing anything else. Mm. Um, um, and I always have. That's always... You know, it's, I don't have this a great sort of origin story. I've just always felt the most me when I'm writing or when I'm talking or interacting in any remote way. Um, and I also, I think I write because I'm trying to recreate experiences that I had as a child, um, which were the best experiences, which were getting lost in a book. And the thought of being able to do that for a child is that feels like a good way, a good sort of way to spend your life. Mm. Love That's that. Great answer. Love it. Nova, she's, why do you, you write? She's just used up all the good reasons, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I, to be honest, I don't think I'm very good at other things. I think there is a bit of that, that it is the thing that I just, I feel most comfortable doing. It feels like a natural thing for me to do. I can't imagine not doing it. Um, I don't always love it. And, uh, but I, I think why I write is because I'm always chasing a first draft. I love writing first drafts. I don't like writing anything beyond a first draft, usually. <laughs> but I love that first kind of gasp of falling into a story and just discovering a new, yeah, I guess discovering a character, a person that you can create and and who is something that you've imagined. And it might be someone you want to hang out with. Like for me, Clem in The Edge of 13 is a person that I would love to be friends with if I was a 13 year old. Mm. So I think there is an element of that, just trying to create the perfect characters that speak to me. Mm. Yeah. That's great. Love it. Beautiful. Love it. Yes. Well, so look. The Edge of 13, incredible. And Elsewhere Girls, equally as incredible. And H2O just had water, my favorite show. Yes. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is so odd how many adults say that. Yeah. I don't even, I'm not even ashamed. I love it. I don't care. <laughs> It's wholesome. It's lovely. I pretend I'm Ricky. It's great. I love it. <laughs> hey, uh, I've got to go. I've just got a couple of DMs from Bowl. Um, so I will. <laughs> lovely to talk to you, but I'm just going to duck off and answer these. These he's sending pictures now too. So Ooh, has anyway. he still got the Bowl haircut? He, I bet he does. He, he does. I bet he does. <laughs> real name. I will, I'll ask him his real name. I will. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. It has been such a pleasure. I'm sorry I, I quizzed out. I've got two out of six, but hey, you know, it's oh, fine. You did well. I think you did well. It was a difficult game. <laughs> anyway, it was a very good game. I, it was a very good game. Thank you, Emily. You, you didn't just, like the singing, but you no. liked the game. You just lost it. You look creepy as. <laughs> Not good. <laughs>